Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh boy, can't wait to do a podcast by myself because all my friends are dead. All right. I don't get opinions from my friends, and I'm going to use all this extra audio at the end of the episode. Yeah. Welcome to another episode of Left Turns and Loud Noise, episode 40. I am your host, Anthony Dietrich. We are recording today on October 24th, and I am joined, as always, by my trusted companion, Kevin Costello, who is always here in person. Kevin, how's it going? Kevin? Oh, no! Kevin disappeared! Kevin flaked! What the hell? Oh, no! That... That means you guys are stuck with me for the entire episode. No. Alex literally just texted me and said, I cannot make it to the episode. I am too busy in the Great Emu War of 1932. Apparently these, I can't repeat that word, um, can't shoot an emo worth a good shit. So tough scene. Um, Yeah, Kevin's not here either. Kevin has a school thing, school things to do. He's just busy on a Thursday night, too busy to record. Definitely not too busy to go see the Joker on Tuesday, but don't worry, I'll I'll be able to handle this on my own. I talk most of the episodes anyways. So, I mean, I was really hoping to have two people be excited for this, but I guess I'll be the one excited for it. Our golden boy, Brandon Jones, finally won a NASCAR race. It happened, and I couldn't believe it. I, I, I was more than excited. Um, I mean, to the point that I was jumping up and down and just throwing paper in the air. I couldn't believe it. Um, just want to point out that this podcast has been a pro Brandon Jones podcast from the beginning, um, ever since we started. And just to let people know, it's um, how we started becoming a Brandon Jones podcast. It more or less started as a joke when he was in the 33 truck. And I just kind of said, you know what? This guy has talent. I think this guy could win a race. Almost did it at Bristol. And I mean, hey, I'll take a win how they come, even if it means that another one of our golden boys had to, I don't know, get in the way. Uh, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a tough scene. So we'll talk all Xfinity when we get there. Um, there was a cup race this weekend. Surprise. And um, I, I don't know uh, what it is about NASCAR, but 
lately I feel like some things are a little more manufactured or Brad Keselowski's car was blackout drunk. I, I don't know. Um, he did finish on the lead lap, but I, I mean, watching that race, uh, I, I mean, obviously, you know, top story. Oh, congratulations, Denny Hamlin. Also would like to point out that the last time when we went to Talladega, I took five pictures that I could find with drivers um, and three of them, Kyle Larson, uh, Denny Hamlin, and uh, Ryan Blaney. Jeez, I'm so terrible with names. I have won the last three races. The other two drivers that I can find that I have pictures with, besides Bubba Wallace, I guess, so six, are Bubba Wallace, uh, Ricky Stenhouse Jr., and Corey LaJoy. So I'm not saying that I know who's going to win the next three races. I'm just saying that there's no coincidences, coincidences in NASCAR, so I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, congratulations to my boy, Denny Hamlin. It was a big win for him. But I think obviously the big story here is Chase Elliott and Brad Keselowski. So Brad Keselowski's car um, looked absolutely drunk and got a terrible restart on the final restart. And Chase Elliott probably should have won this race, in my opinion. Um, he was definitely coming along before that first set of cautions that led us to overtime um, between uh uh, Bubba's tire that said I'm piecing out of here um, I'm gonna head out and um, Matt Tift oh, yeah Matt Tift did get in that one I thought I thought the 47 spun in that too um, and then obviously the second restart which would have actually which I think you know this is where I get with the whole NASCAR controversy thing is the fact that um, Brad, Dylan uh, Logano uh, Suarez and Hemrick mostly Suarez and Hemrick but Logano did get a lot of that um all got into it on the front stretch and i believe that denny hamlin was a bees dick length away from the start finish line so huge controversy there but um first things first i guess congratulations to chase elliott on making the next round i mean now in and he said it you know he's eyeing martinsville i don't blame him so um you know 2017 obviously anyone who is living under a rock uh first of all first martinsville quote-unquote, night race, uh, technically speaking. Chase Elliott's leading the race with about three to go. Denny Hamlin says, send it, and just goes right into the back of Chase, and uh, the rest is history. So, I don't know. Looking at the standings, so we're going to go back to Kansas real quick, but looking at the standings right now, you got Kyle Busch, Truex, Denny, Logano, then cut off Harvick, Chase, Larson, Blaney, and... Blaney's 21 points out of it. So right now, if I am a betting man, I'm going to say that Larson and Blaney probably need to win to get to the championship four. But, um, you know, 19 and 21 points out, respectively, is not a lot. Um, and Kyle Busch, some betting people would say, oh, he's safe. Is he? I don't. When was the last time Kyle Busch has won a race? I, I can tell you in a minute here. But the, the point is, Kyle Busch hasn't really looked that good this uh, play these playoffs. I mean, you're looking at his standings. Oh, geez, Louise, I really have to scroll all the way down to find this. Looking at his last few finishes. Oh, man, if only the internet ever loaded quick enough. Okay, so I want to look at Kyle Busch's last few finishes here. So we had 19th at Dega. Where's Kansas? Where did he finish at Kansas? Hold on. Apologies, fellas. There we go. Okay, so he finishes... No, he finished in third. Okay, so he finishes third, finishes sixth at Dover, 
37th at the Roval, also said Sia. Finishes second at Richmond, 19th at Las Vegas. He's been a little all over the map a bit during the playoffs. Not the most consistent driver right now. If anything, I would say Truex is probably my lock-in for the final four if anyone had to get in on points. Um, but then again, this is close. Um, so, I mean, I really wish that Kevin was here to give him give his like correct analytics, as he likes to put it. But I'll, I mean, I'm here to do the best I can. So, moving on back to Kansas. Uh, overall, um, I mean, so... I have a problem with NBC and the way they show races, but I understand why NBC does it. They'll show the lead um, if second place is within about like a second, second and a half, which with this new package looks a little further away. Um, they'll show top five battles sometimes. Well, no, they'll show top five battles. They'll, they'll show those battles. And they'll show um, championship contenders, as they probably showed it in the playoffs. But... What they weren't showing was the rest of the track. And according to people who went to the Kansas race, shouts out, um, you know, everyone who went there. Um, apparently, there was a lot of good battles going on deep in the field. Uh, but the big storyline, I guess, from Kansas, if you know, other than what I talked about with Chase and Brad, uh, the restarts. Restarts were hectic, as they have been all season on mile and a half. I mean... I was watching cars go four wide, and I was almost certain they were going to take each other out. In fact, I think on a late uh, race restart, I believe it was Eric Jones, or I think it was Eric Jones, Boyer. Someone got very, very sideways. I'm 95% sure it was Jones. This is where Kevin would come and be like, yes, it was it was Eric Jones, you idiot. Something like that. That's that's how I assume Kevin sounds like um, Bert from Sesame Street to me. Um, so either way. Like, these cars don't spin out. They don't. And the fact that they wrecked coming out of four to the white flag was very surprising. But the restarts were, were wild. And But I don't think restarts makes a good race. Because unless you're going to have a, a NASCAR Heat 4 race where, um, you know, you just get restarts every three laps, it's not really a race. It's just who can get the best jump and then who cannot wreck. I don't know. I'm not... I really wish I could have seen the racing more um, from NBC, but, oh, geez, sorry. But that's neither here nor there, so whatever. Shouts out um, NBC doing the best they can. Um, looking through it, though, I mean, this was very, very unfortunate for uh, Hendrick. So of the drivers that got eliminated, I haven't seen that yet. We have Brad Keselowski. I didn't mention him. Um, Three-time winner this season, Brad Keselowski, two years in a row. Just Looking lackluster, and I did predict this. I want to just say I did predict it. Um, and also, I want to say um, Jeremy Methfield did say that he, we would get alliteration with our um, eliminations. Pretty damn close this round. He did say in the first round we get all Bs. Um, we got three out of the four Bs, Byron Boyer, Bowman. Um, and, I mean, this is just tough. For Hendrick, obviously, you know, you never want to get eliminated. And you never, you definitely never want, what am I saying? You never want to get eliminated. Obviously, you don't want to get eliminated. Um, but you never want to have it so that, like, three of your cars are the ones having to fight for that next spot going. Because you're going to have to be the, you're going to have to play favorites with your children. And I guess Chase Elliott is the favorite. Um, it sucks for Will Byron. He's definitely shown the most growth, I think, out of any driver this year. Um, 
you know, and obviously Bowman, people can say, oh, well, what about Alex Bowman? He won a race. I saw this coming with Bowman last year. I thought he was going to win a race last year. Um, and he's obviously shown a lot of growth. Uh, what he did at the Roval to make sure he makes the playoffs was nothing short of spectacular. Um, really unfortunate he didn't get to really show his worth um, in the second round. But, I mean, you know, there's always next year. Bowman got to that next round. He's won a race this year. Um, there's no doubt in my mind that Bowman could easily uh, snag a spoilers win at Phoenix. But, of course, just because you had one good race there doesn't mean for the eternity you're going to be the, the guy. Um, and, unfortunately, Clint Boyer also gets eliminated. That's tough. Um, you know, really hope next year he's able to get something done. You didn't hear it from me, but I don't know how many more years Clint Boyer really has to get it done. So, those are the drivers that got eliminated. I think that we can pretty much just close the book on Kansas. This is a mile and a half. It's not the last mile and a half of the season. Obviously, Homestead exists, but Homestead to me is a different mile and a half. This is the last D-shape. If you're counting Texas as a D-shape, yeah, it's technically is a D-shape, I guess. But it's also Texas, which has two different turns. I don't, I don't know. I'm, I'll tell you right now, definitely not looking forward to that race. But neither here nor there. So, moving along, let's talk about Brandon Jones. The man, the myth, the legend, Brandon Jones. Ironically enough, his sponsor this week, which the car, the car, in my opinion, looked great, but that's that's with my drunk goggles on, they look fantastic. The car was sponsored by Flow. Last I checked, Brandon Jones, he's got a Flow. Whether or not you agree with me on that, I don't care. So Brandon Jones ends up taking the lead with about, I want to say, seven to go. He, um, yeah, about like ten, seven to go, somewhere around there. There was an incident between. Uh, the 20 and the and Briscoe and uh, Custer as well. And obviously, we'll get into the whole. Um, no, no, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I got that one correct. It was um, it's not an incident between them. It was the 98 Bell and uh, our boy, Carrot Smithley. I apologize. What happened was um, Reddick and Custer got into it and let pretty much let uh, Jones get around them. I, I'm gonna be straight up. I wasn't watching this race until very, very late um, when I got a phone call from Kevin basically telling me, like, I'm like, Kevin is, ba Kevin's basically calling me, I think, because on Twitter, and I was like, okay, Kevin, I, I, I did see that on Twitter, but Kevin immediately starts screaming on the phone, Brandon Jones is in the lead with under 10 to go. I was like, what? So I just start sprinting into um, my parents' bedroom. I'm at their house at the time, just gathering some stuff. And I couldn't believe it. Brand Jones is in the lead. Um, definitely, definitely an intense final, uh, final restart. Definitely an intense last couple laps, to say the least. So, um, Brandon Jones ends up getting the uh, big dub here, uh, due to what I said, Reddick and Custer getting into it. Um, but honestly, Brandon Jones ran away with it on on that final restart. It looked like, oh man, this guy got the jump. He's got it. But here comes Reddick, just casually getting the gap closer. And he ends up passing a couple cars. I was worried about him. Um, 
you know, maybe making a move. But I think that if less Reddick had two more laps, Brand Jones wins that race no matter what. But you can see the nerves in that kid, man. Huge difference between the pedigree of Brandon Jones and Tyler Reddick. Reddick knows what to do. Brandon Jones, we unfortunately saw at Bristol, does not know what to do with a race lead late in the race. Um, but, I mean, you can say that he does now, I guess. Um, and and he, he is the winner. And if he was still in the playoffs, we're talking about Brandon Jones in the final four at Homestead with a quote-unquote chance to win the championship. No, he probably wouldn't. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's wacky. So moving along from that, as Brandon Jones is celebrating, here comes uh, Cole Custer and Tyler Reddick. And if you haven't learned anything about NASCAR from the lower series, don't fuck with Cole Custer. Because odds are, probably going to fight you, and he's probably going to make you look silly. Uh, the whole fight was kind of silly. No one really threw hands right away. I, I, it was more like Custer and Reddick just started talking than, I believe... Reddick tried to put his hands up on Custer, which is funny because Reddick's so much shorter than Custer. And then just kind of, yeah, spiraled out of control. Reddick ended up with a cut over his eye. Fights in NASCAR are always funny. They'll, they'll always be funny to me because they're just, unless it's like, um, oh man, what was his name? It's going to escape me now. Um, the Zaxby's driver. And I know people who are listening to this are yelling into the, the radio, like, you know, who it is. And I apologize, I can't remember off the top of my head. But, um, you know, that or Daniel Suarez, it's going to look like a goofy fight. Shouts out Ryan Newman and Cliff Boyer. Um, this one was funny. I had a good time. We haven't seen a NASCAR fight in a minute. Um, so it's always funny when we get one. So, uh, and we're getting late into the season. There's only uh, three more Xfinity races left. So, um, obviously drivers are heated. But I think that if I'm Tyler Reddick, and Cole Custer and Christopher Bell, Brandon Jones winning the race is the best case scenario because now two drivers can get in on points. Like, if I'm everyone else, if I'm Briscoe, Annette, Allgaier, uh, Graxon, um, I missed one, Sindrick, thank you, Sindrick. Um, who am I saying thank you to? There's no one here to... Okay. Um, like, Brandon Jones winning is a terrible thing that could have happened right now. You need to win races in order to get it in because right now you're basically guaranteeing Reddick, um, Custer, and Bell. So interesting, interesting, interesting. I thought for sure that Christopher Bell's probably in this race. Um, he led 69 laps. Nice. Um, Custer led 85, and Reddick led zero. Uh, Briscoe led 33 here. Um, Oh, I didn't get to give a shout out. I'll go back to the cup race in a second. Um, but yeah, I mean, when you look at it, Brand Jones winning, obviously not in the playoffs. Big for those guys. We'll see what happens. They got Texas next. Cole Custer won this race last year to get himself in the chase. So we'll see what happens now. But from what I'm thinking, Bell could also just secure himself into the the next round not have to worry about anything i don't think any of these drivers should worry about anything um i mean to me for, i mean i've been saying this since mid-season saying custer reddick and Joan, or bell sorry are pretty much uh shoo-in for the final four um at this rate just just focus on homestead this round shouldn't really matter to them obviously you want to win races obviously you know you do whatever you can but playoff points don't matter going to homestead um you know, and this, and if you're pretty much secured in, 
and I'm looking at the points right now. Uh, I, I mean, there's really not much of a chance. They've got 47 points. Like, like the third driver of Big Three, Tyler Reddick, is a, a solid 35 points ahead of Justin Allgaier, almost a full race, not counting uh, stage points and all that. Gotta feel good about that. 62, 50, and 44 playoff points combined, or sorry, um, individually for the three of them respectively. I mean, that, that's remarkable. So, um, oh man, Brandon Jones didn't get any playoff points. Uh, what would he use those for? I, I just said that out loud, and I just realized that wouldn't work. <laughs> okay. All right, we're done there. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Jeremy Clements. Sixth place finish. Great job. Ross Chastain finishing in 10th. I don't think really we mentioned this last week, by the way. So Ross Chastain, we may have. Don't remember. Either way, Ross Chastain full-time in the 10 car uh, next year. And definitely very excited for Ross. So uh, I just want to get this out of the way now. You 2020 X-Mandy champion. Ross Chastain. Melon Man. Let's go. I'm definitely, definitely way ahead of there. We don't even have a 2019 champion yet, but I am calling in now. I'm getting getting myself hyped for next year. So I want to give a shout-out um, on the cup side. Kurt Busch, uh, highest finishing non-playoff driver in fourth place. Um, you know, shouts out to the one car. Always love seeing Kurt finish well, especially uh, with Ganassi. Uh, Jimmy Johnson finishes in 10th. Um, so he's going to try and do that whole thing again where he's going to be the 2020 Daytona 500 champion. Excuse me. Um, and, of course, I want to give shouts out to Ryan Priest and Chris Buescher, uh for finishing 12th and 13th, respectively. Of course, Matty D in 15th. Another good top 10 for – or 15. Sorry, can't count numbers um, for that guy. Uh, just, you know, overall, you know, you love seeing those guys do well. And um, for some reason, I, I know I'm getting a little off. Um, I've been seeing a lot on uh, Pockers, especially about the 37 and 17 um, swapping, swapping rides before the season ends. Um, stop trying to make that happen. It's not going to happen. Um, you know, I don't really want that to happen. I would like to see Busher finish the season out in 37. I think probably the better car. Um, and Stenhouse in the 17. Just let him finish it out. Just get it done with. You got all of 2020 next year for Chris Busher to steal some top fives. And I'm, I'm telling you now, he will steal some top fives. Okay, so there was an ARCA race this weekend. It was actually the finale for the ARCA season, and TRD driver Christian Eckes takes ARCA Menard Series Championship, so congratulations to Christian Eckes. X, X, Excelsior. Um, on winning his um, first ARCA Menard Series Championship in great position with in actually in two years that just means he'll come on the podcast for us that's what we did with austin terrio um let's see here uh billy venerini wins the owner's championship i believe he ended up actually winning a majority of these races this season if i recall correctly um and i'm looking at it right now uh oh man they make this so good it's really funny looking at the arca standings most of these drivers like there's only one two three, four, five drivers that did all 20 races. Shouts out Michael Self, Brett Holmes, Travis Braden, Joe Graff Jr., and Tommy Baiju on completing all the races. There were 20 races, right? Because, um, like, you, you see a guy down there, like Chandler, only did all, led 666 laps, not nice. 
and um, won five times. And then Ty Gibbs has 11 races, two wins. And then Ty Majeski has six races, three wins. Um, I mean, I'm just going to say it. The Arkham Menard series has now become the old uh, x Fanny series. Names are made here. Um, <laughs> I want to give a shout-out to our golden girl, Haley Deegan, on 8th finish. Um, I mean, top 10 was Ekis, Self, Majeski, who didn't win this race. Wow. Only got 50% of the wins. What a bum. Um, Brett Holmes, Travis Braden in 5th, and Tanner Gray, Drew Dollar, Haley Deegan, Joe Graff Jr., Gus Bean. So concussed that he thought he was an Arca driver. God bless. Um, Sheldon Creed was in this race. Wow, Harrison Burton. Hold on. Oh, Riley Hurt. And then the ghost of Tim Richmond. Nice. Um, uh, okay. I do know Wayne Peterson's name. I've seen that before. Ah, Con Nicolopoulos. Did not make the race. He was DC'd. Damn, I hate it when my connection sucks and I DC. Speaking about my connection sucking, did any of you happen to catch that video of the NASCAR Heat 4 E Championship Series at Phoenix? Because if you did, I'm so sorry that you have watched that. It was a disaster, and a lot of people are talking about it, including our very own Adam Bromberg slash Steve Lubender, who I can't tell the difference of. Um, no, so if you didn't see it, someone did a dive bomb, spun out, hit the wall head on, and then drove away from the guy who was in the coming into the final corner. And the person who hit the wall head on so far still has won the championship. Um, not not a great scene. Has 146 comments on Reddit. Um, top comment: This whole series was cringeworthy. It's not. I mean, I don't understand it. They didn't know who the champion was. Um, they do like a weird points thing. I don't understand. It's a 15 race season. Um, I mean, this wasn't a good scene for them. Um, either way. This is why I, I'm not a PC Master Race guy, but I will definitely say iRace is superior. Having played zero minutes and zero seconds of it, I can already... Um, I mean, I just wouldn't race uh, a series. I and mean, the worst part was I saw drivers using controllers, but some are using steering wheels. I mean, why? Why was this even put on NASCAR's Twitter? Ugh. <laughs> oh my god top comment man drivers have pissed shit and sweat out 10 pounds in their fire suits and still climbed out of their cars cleaner than these guys i hope the winner wins a bottle of shampoo or <laughs> i'm sorry because i am um friends with oh, like two of the guys who do this but like that's that that i'm, I'm sorry that's funny that, that's funny um all right so yeah well i look nascar i racing series I enjoy it. NASCAR Heat 4 series probably won't go out of my way to watch it, but uh, we'll allow it to exist as long as I don't know. Alright. There was no F1 race this weekend. And if there was, no there was No, there wasn't. No, there wasn't. We're getting to the point though. We're getting to our championships. Um, So it's, it's getting a little to the point where I'm going to get sad. Alright, so uh, this weekend, we have the Grand Prix of Mexico, where I'm pretty sure we're going to crown our champion, Lewis Hamilton. Um, yay. Uh, got really nothing else about it. 
Uh, we'll just see who wins the last four races at this point, because maybe we'll get a Verstappen win. Maybe we'll get a, uh, a Leclerc win. Maybe uh, Lando Norris, just, it rains like crazy, and he just yeets himself into the lead. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. The final race is in December. Why, Formula One? You're so extra. Oh, my goodness. Okay. Uh, and East. Did I miss? I uh, Sam Mayer won the championship there. I think I said weeks ago. That was East West. Still not a champion. Hang on. I'm just I'm just checking it out. There's one more race at Phoenix. Two more races. Bakersfield and Phoenix. So Bakersfield is in two days. Uh, right now the standings are Derek Krause, uh, Trevor Huddleston, Jagger Jones, Haley Deegan. Todd Souza, Brittany Zamora, Travis Milburn, and Takuma Koga. Those are all the drivers who have raced all the races. Those are those are those are the people. But I mean, from the looks of it, Derek Krause probably gonna play with this. He's got a forty point lead there. I normally don't do that. Normally Kevin shuts me up. But this is what you deal with when Kevin decides school is more important than podcasting. <laughs> all right. <laughs> So let's move along. We're going to Martinsville. It's going to be fun. We got the trucks and we got the big boys the cup series going there. Uh, Kevin actually did text me his picks. So what I'm hoping for is a little bit of chaos this weekend. A little bit of some fun. But what I'm really hoping for is a little bit of rain delay. We get a little night racing. We get a little bit of some tempers on lights. Oh, man, I can't wait for Martinsville, like, actually to be an actual night race next year. But mm, I really, really, really want some night racing here. Like, I, I really, really hope. All right, so Kevin has made his picks, and the bastard actually took my pick. Okay. Picks this week. Um, did anyone pick Denny Hamlin? No. Um, okay. So, Kevin, I'll just read Kevin's picks. I'll let him go first since Kevin's not even here. So, Kevin picked. Uh, for his dark horse this week, Ryan Priest, not a bad pick. I think you picked him last week, to be honest. Or did I pick him? I don't know. Either way, uh, you know, JTG, great 12th and 13th place finish, respectively. Um, so Priest is obviously, you know, one of those guys that used to run short tracks. Uh, New Hampshire, Bristol, tracks like that. He's shown um, speed in, so we'll see if Martinsville, especially uh, this late in the season, if we have a lot of chaos, I wouldn't be surprised if a priest gets, sneaks his way into a top five. I don't know if he's a top five driver. Definitely not top five equipment. But definitely can sneak his way in. Kevin's favorite. He's looking at Denny Hamlin to lock himself into the championship four. Hopefully he doesn't send anyone in order to do it. But uh, that would make my day if Denny Hamlin can just, you know, not have to worry about Texas and Phoenix. That would be great. Um, and then his sleeper is Ryan Blaney. Ryan Blaney. Um, he always seems to look good at short tracks. I mean, maybe not Richmond, but he does look good at Bristol. I feel like he does look good at uh, Martinsville. We'll see. I, I, I like Blaney. You know, he definitely is a guy that he, he could sneak his way into the championship for. And I mean, you're talking about Ryan Blaney championship. Crazy. I'm actually picturing it right now. That'll be beautiful. It's luscious hair just flowing in the wind. Fucking... Uh, Rutledge just coming out and ruining the most. <sighs> Thought of Rutledge. All right, so my picks this week. 
Okay, so for my dark horse, I'm going to go ahead and say Austin Dillon. I don't know if this is really even a dark horse pick. I mean, I, you never know with Austin Dillon. He literally could get you a top five. He also really could finish 40th. Um, I, I don't know. There's 38 cars in the field, and Austin Dillon still find a way to finish 40th. So, but I'm hoping for a good finish for him. A top 10 would be wonderful. You know, um, I don't think he's in the Jack Daniels car this week, but I can go ahead and take another look. Um, and if he is, definitely uh, that's a top 10 car because I want to see that on TV as much as possible. Entry sheet. Austin Dillon is driving the American ethanol. Um, all right. My favorite this week. Man, I've been saying um, not to take Kyle Busch, not to trust Kyle Busch. This man almost won this race last year. And you can't say that he can't win at short tracks because he did. Two times. I'm going to go with Martin Shrix Jr. to secure himself, not have to worry about, um, you know, uh, not basically not have to worry about the next two races, trying to point his way in or anything, just focus on Homestead. And this will be if he does get in the fourth time in the last five years that Martin Truex Jr. will be in the championship floor. Let me see here. 15, check. 17, definitely check. Last year, sure, my brain might have a relapse, but I, I'm pretty sure he was in that championship floor last I checked. And if he does it this year, yeah, that would be four. Yeah, he was in last year. Um, all right, am I sleeper? Okay. It's unlikely. It's very unlikely. In fact, it's more than unlikely that this happens. But imagine that fan favorite, Kyle Larson, pulls a win at his ass. That would be pretty fucking cool, wouldn't it be? Kyle Larson securing himself in the championship four in the first race of the round. Oh, you know what the t you know what they'd be talking about forever. He's the favorite at that point. You you, you can't pick anyone else to win it at Homestead because he's not even shown us his final four. If Kyle Larson can secure himself into the championship four and does it at Martinsville under the lights, oh, the stars are aligning, baby. That's what I want to see. Um, looking at the stat sheet right now, so best average amongst active uh, drivers in Martinsville. Uh, Jimmy, 8.5. Second is Denny at 9.6. Brad, 11.3. And Brad was a guy I was going to pick, but the way that last week went, I, I don't even know if he cares anymore. Uh, Kyle Busch, 12.0. Joey Logano, 13.4 in fifth. Boyer, 13.5 in sixth. Ryan Blaney, 14.0 in seventh. Chase Elliott, eighth in 14.8. And don't get me wrong, I really want to pick Chase Elliott a sleeper favorite. I don't know if it's fair to pick him right away. Um, it's just kind of an easy pick because you're like, oh, he almost won this race in 2017. I don't know. Um, you know, I mean, I'm more expecting Phoenix to come around. Chase Elliott just bulldozers his way to the win there. That, that's pretty much how his playoffs. Are. Ryan Newman in ninth with a 14.9 and Kevin Harvick in 10th, 15.1. All-time um, active win leader uh, right now, obviously, Jimmy Johnson. Nine. Um, All-time is Richard Petty at 15. Are we, should we be surprised by those numbers? Um, the driver in the field, the most races without a win, Joe Nemech. Joe Racing? Uh, I'll go back to that screen. Um, it's funny looking at these stats. Kevin Harvick's never gotten a poll here in 36 races. 
Probably won't do it in 37. Um, yeah, looking at the playoff drivers at Martinsville. So Denny Hamlin has five wins here. Logano won. Uh, Harvick does have a win here. Okay, I wasn't sure. Um, and then Kyle Busch with two wins. Truex has none. Elliott has none. Larson and Blaney obviously have none. In fact, Kyle Larson's only had one top five. Ooh, my sleeper pick stinks. Still gonna, still gonna keep it. Average finish is twenty third point six. Keep it. I'm still gonna keep him as my sleeper. God, both my picks suck. Oh man, Austin Dillon might do better than all of them. All right. Well, that's what we got for Martinsville this weekend. Uh, you know, post on Twitter when we post this who you think is gonna win. Um, and we will shout you out in the podcast. Real quick, I want to give a very special shout out to um my boy Jason. You know, he actually reached out to say how much he loved the Talladega episode and that we gave him and his friends a big shout out there. Also want to shout out Weissmark on iTunes uh, for the five star review. It says, even as a noob, I'm a huge fan. Love you, Weissmark. Appreciate you listening to the podcast. Make sure to tell your friends you're the man. You're the reason we keep, well, or the woman. I don't know. Um, you're the reason why we keep making these episodes. I don't know. I can't be just saying people are the man, and then they're just like, well, <laughs> excuse me, it's 2019. But seriously, though, Weissmark, you are the bomb. I appreciate you. People like you make these shows. So um, shouts out to everyone who ever puts five stars on the on the podcast. That really, really keeps me going. Okay. <sighs> Composure. All right. So on a more somber note, uh, today is the 15-year anniversary of the um, Hendrick plane crash in Martinsville. Um, obviously one of the saddest days in um, recent NASCAR history. Uh, lost a lot of good people that day. And, um, you know, they, they, it was one of those things that maybe you didn't understand um, as a younger fan. Like, I didn't understand what it actually happened. I mean, it was it, it still broke my heart, but looking at it now, 15 years later, absolute tragedy, always in our hearts. Um, and I mean, after that happened, um, maybe one of the more unbelievable moments, I mean, people talk about, um, people do talk about like Dale Jr. Uh, with lessons learned from his father at, uh, the 2001 Pepsi 400. But I mean, if you look back at the 2004 Martinsville subway, um, that is without a doubt in my mind, the most improbable, unbelievable wins in NASCAR history. Um, I mean, obviously not improbable because it's Jimmy Jefferson's prime, but I'm talking about the fact that you just had an awful tragedy and Jimmy wins that for, for Rick, for the Hendrick family, for everyone at Hendrick Motorsports who is feeling that loss. I mean, that's when you look at that, that is a top 10, five moment in in modern NASCAR history, maybe old time NASCAR history. I don't know how, you know, you look at it, but I mean, I'm just saying that's, it's unbelievable. And it's been 15 years since that. Happened. So, I mean, Hey, if Jimmy comes out there and wins on. Be shocked. Um, yeah, I can't. Wow. All right. 
got to regain more composure. It's a little sad. Um, all right, so rounding out the field, we got 22 days until the championship. 21 when this episode drops. Um, we got, let's see here. Let's go. What else? Here. Past week. Okay. Uh, 25 years ago, two days ago when this episode drops, Dale Earnhardt Sr. won his seventh Winston Cup title. Wow. Won it when I was uh in diapers. Jeez. So did I technically see a Dale Senior Championship? I don't know. Um Oh, I saw something on Twitter, um, and Reddit, I guess, about the Kansas college section in turn one, all of them shotgunning beers after the restart. I just wanna say I did that first. Um, but I'm glad that you guys got noticed. There was no one in the stands on that Monday or Sunday at Daytona where I was sitting, but I was definitely the car sooner than you guys were, I think, um, where I was sitting at the race. But, you know, definitely, <laughs> definitely interesting that uh, that gets noticed. I don't really have too much else going on up here. Oh, yeah. Um, so Kansas Cup ratings. Twenty percent from last year, skyrocketed, and not to be the guy that jerks off barstool a lot, but I mean, kind of the barstool effect. You get more people who normally won't watch this race. They can find a way to gamble on it. They can find a way to enjoy it more than just like a driver they choose. And they'll watch the races. Damn though, I really wish Martinsville was after Talladega because it's tough for like fans to watch an exciting race like Talladega and then watch something like Kansas that's not necessarily as exciting. Hopefully they stick around for Martinsville because I am expecting a show. Um, got really nothing, nothing else. I did mention the E-Series. <laughs> um, okay, full list of shit that's happened this week. Thank you, Reddit. Here we go. I don't sound like an idiot. Oh, that was another thing. So 300 birds or so um, basically kept, like, they were killing themselves um, at the NASCAR Hall of Fame. They were just flying into the, the, um, into the windows. It was freaky. It was something out of a horror movie. Did not, did not like those bad omens there. Very, very spooky. Um, just saw a lot of crazy shit this um, before, uh, before the season. Oh, Harrison Burton to the 20 and expanded. I don't think we mentioned that. Is um in the 20. XJGR plane crashes in Alaska. X Truck Series owner found dead in river. What? Kevin, where are you, Kevin? MRN hauler hits a deer. Um Spanio 07 hauler breaks down. Hemrick and Reagan did start one too. That's right. I didn't even mention that. Yeah. Um that was crazy. Um. Oh man. Harvick barred from qualifying the cup race. I mean, this is a little old, but um. Oh man. This is—it's just funny looking at this. Gets traffic jam. Okay, sorry. I know there was a lot of blanks. I also have no blank here. I know how popular 
but it's tough with one person, so I don't really have much else to talk about this uh, for this week. I'm sure I forgot some stuff. I'm sure give me some kind of uh, back backlash for it, but um, yeah, definitely looking forward to Martinsville. We'll have Kevin back next week. We have Alex back as well. Hopefully, we'll film. record this Sunday night, Monday morning. Um, this is probably the last episode. No, this will be the second last episode where I'll be in Fort Lauderdale. I'll be moving to Atlanta um, on the 3rd for work. I'll be up there until February. So if you are in the Atlanta area, um, you won't find me. But, I mean, God bless if you, if you do give me a shout-out. That would definitely, definitely make my day, I guess. Um, other than that, I got really nothing. So I have been Anthony. Kevin does not exist. Alex is 1932. And until next week, we'll see you guys. Love you guys. Seems so unsafe, it's semi-serious